a lot of issues I see when people come in for breathwork oftentimes boils down to not trusting ourselves. We mm. don't trust ourselves. We want to change ourselves. We want to be better. We want to be just don't want to be who we are. But actually in the breathwork, a lot of times what happens is we start to see ourselves for who we are. And sometimes that's sad and sometimes it's unexpected and sometimes it's not what we want to see. But there's a self-healing in that of finally coming home to who we are. And then when we can be comfortable in who we are and own who we are, oh, there's so yes. much freedom in that than trying to be this other perfect person. And then we can really start to live. Welcome to Wellness Club Podcast. I am Amara Miranda. And I am Roberta Calabro. This podcast is about bringing more wellness states into your life. Through guest experts interviews around holistic health and wellness practices, inspirational stories, lessons, and a new mindset. Our mission is to inspire people to heal, to raise consciousness, to live a better life. But more than just a better life. But a life full of joy, manifestations, and synchronicities. We also have the Wellness Club Marketplace, a platform for holistic health and wellness services, events, and experiences, where we connect practitioners and the public. If you want to find complementary healing therapies, wellness events, experiences and retreats, or if you are a practitioner offering those services, go to www.wellnessclub.com. Join our community today. This podcast is sponsored by X Clubhouse Tulum, a co-working and event space, and Hotel Sanja Bacalar, a magical spot known as the Maldives of Mexico. Contact them directly to get a 10% discount on your membership or reservation. Hello, hello. Today we are going to be talking about stress and anxiety from breath for a coaching perspective. I'm here with Dr. Kathy Scanlon. She's a neuroscientist and a breath for a coach. Thank you so much, Kathy, for joining us today, sharing about this topic. We know stress and anxiety is a growing concern for many people, and there are many solutions, many disciplines out there that can help in a natural way. And I'd love for you to introduce yourself and then we take from there. Thank you so much. Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm Dr. Kathy Scanlon. I am a breathwork coach and a former academic neuroscientists. So I used to be a research scientist in academia for many years. And then I got very stressed and overwhelmed. <laughs> I left that career, did a lot of exploring in lots and lots of modalities. And when I discovered breathwork, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And as we talked about earlier, I had this real connection to it during a breathwork session being like, no, this is what I want to do. So I went, and trained about five years ago to be a breathwork coach and I've been doing that since. Wow, that's nice. When we talk about breathwork, one thing I realize is that it's such a broad topic, even though it's a natural thing that we believe, okay, it's just breath. We're breathing every, mm -hmm. in a very automatic manner, in a very automatic way. We don't realize how powerful the breath is and I think there is a, still this misconception about breath work or breathing as pranayama is slowly breathing and then also 
Winhof. Now we both know a mm -hmm. little bit about Winhof. So I just wanted to maybe explain a little bit about different types of breathwork as an introduction. Yeah, absolutely. It's very confusing. When I first discovered breathwork and went to Google it afterwards going, what did I just experience? What I was seeing was just so confusing. There's so many different things. What it really boils down to is the terminology. Breathwork is just this term that's used to describe controlling our breath. So it's just so broad. So there's nothing wrong with the name breathwork. It's just used to describe so many things. And then a lot of people use it to describe the thing that they're talking about, which is always very different to somebody else. So breathwork is really just using our breath in different ways. So that's it. It's such an umbrella term. But the way I like to break it down as simply as possible is into two categories. One is slow, deep breathing. And one I like to call active breath work, which kind of encompasses a lot of things, including Wim Hof breathing, transformational breath work, holotropic breath work, cyclical hyperventilation. That's all active breath work to be as simple as possible. Slow deep breathing or just slow breathing is slowing down the breath to calm the nervous system in a very meditative way. Now, both of these things are so wonderful for our health, mental health, physical health, but they're doing slightly different things. So the problem is when you go to Google breathwork, everyone just lumps these two things in together, even though they're doing the opposite <laughs> in, in the body. So that's the that's basically what the difference is. So if you realize that you're when you're reading something like, okay, that's slow breathing, that's active breathwork, which one am I looking for? So yeah, that's in general, but do you want to break it down even further? Yes, I think it's just the understanding that there are different outcomes, correct? Mm. We talk about breath work. You have this slow breathing, which is more the relaxation part, and then the active control the stress. Yeah, that's it. And that's exactly it. So again, bringing it down really basically, slow deep breathing is calming our nervous system. So if we think of our nervous system, going into stress and then into relaxation. And not to say there's nothing wrong with our nervous system going into stress. It's just if we get stuck there, it's a problem. So we want to calm our, so you're feeling really overwhelmed, really anxious, slow breathing is going to help calm our nervous system. Active breath work is going to do the opposite. It's actually activating our nervous system, energizing the body. It's going to do almost the opposite of that. However, there's great benefit in doing the opposite of that. Control stress on the body is really beneficial. One thing to say about slow breathing, it's really great to do slow breathing for your mental health, for stress and anxiety, for sure. But the thing about slow breathing is to get the benefits of it in terms of stress and anxiety, you need to be doing it every day, but you can do five minutes of it every day. And I would absolutely recommend people try, and I'll, we can talk about how to do that or how to fit it in, is five to 10 minutes of slow breathing every day is going to help your stress and it's going to help your anxiety, but you need to be doing it for at least a few weeks and probably about a month of every day, but five minutes isn't very much. Now that will help your stress and anxiety by calming the nervous system continuously over time. Active breath work, on the other hand, is going to stress your body. It's going to create stress in your body. But what's really interesting about this type of breathing is it tends to bring to the surface 
that which we're holding on to. It brings up our anxieties, it brings up our anger, it brings up our emotions, it brings everything up to be seen, to be released. Now you might go, I'd rather just do the other thing and just be calm. The thing about trying to be calm all the time is, and this is what I used to think, I was like, I'm just gonna find a way to be calm all the time and nothing's gonna bother me anymore. I'm just gonna be relaxed and walk through life and everything's gonna be easy. Life isn't like that. Life is stressful. Life has very stressful things that happen in it and we cannot control everything so that nothing bad happens to us. And the Mm -hmm. thing about the active breath work, as opposed to always looking for ways to calm, sometimes we have to look at why we're getting stressed all the time. Why is, why are we being triggered? Why are we getting angry? Why are we frustrated? Why do we feel anxious every time this certain thing happens? And what active breath work is like halfway between going to therapy and taking psychedelics and it's just Mm -hmm. your breath. But what's interesting is when we breathe in these particular patterns in this active breath work, we tend to see our lives from new perspectives because it is trippy. It's psychedelic. We're seeing things from different angles. Oftentimes we get insights, clarities to our lives. We release emotion we didn't even know was there. Like when I first discovered breath work, in Costa Rica, every time I did it, like I did it once a week for about two months. And every time I did it, I just lay down, started breathing and would just start crying immediately. And I, in between the sessions, I was fine. I was having a happy Mm -hmm. life, but I lay down to do breath work and the tears would just come and flow. And I was like, what is going on? And what I realized Mm -hmm. was there is stress and tension and emotion being held deeply in my body that I was hiding really well unconsciously i'm not there like pretending it's not there i can't see it so we can allow this emotion to come to the surface so we can actually let it go and start to feel more like ourselves all the time so this is the thing about slow breathing and active breathing they both have their roles and i would recommend both especially if you are dealing with stress and anxiety active breath work is not necessarily something you need to find time to do every single day you can do it once a week once or twice a week. You could do a short session every day if you want, like the Wim Hof. This is the slow breathing, really does need to be done every day. Active breath work, you could do it once a week. And the combination of those two things is really a superpower. Yes. Everything you said, I think I have another 10 things that I wanted to add on. (laughs) The first one I think is this breaking through the stress, because as you said, it creates a stress. But it doesn't mean that we need to avoid and try to escape from it. It's actually through this experience, you break through the stress, you create intentional stress, let's say. So then your body can restore back to normal when you face difficult and stressful situations. Your body handles it in a better way right yeah and then the second thing i wanted to add on this and when you mentioned about the active breath and the fact that these experiences were making you cry for example is this tension that we hold unconscious we cannot explain but they are there and then through breath work we actually releasing in a very somatic way because it's something that we Mm. cannot explain we cannot put into words it just happens It's so fascinating. And that's the thing. We could talk about breathwork all day long, but it's actually experiencing it is Mm -hmm. really because it's just your breathing. It's quite easy to 
just find someone locally who does it or just do an online class just to try it and it doesn't have to be so crazy and psychedelic and because if you're a little worried about doing it you can do it gently but to do it to experience it is to realize how powerful our breath is and i think that's so important yes one thing as well maybe we can explain a little bit more about the active breath work because there are different terminologies for the same technique maybe there are different ways of teaching can you explain a little more into the active ones Yes. So if we go a little deeper into the active ones, there's so many that I haven't even done half of the ones that are out there. But from what I've seen or experienced, they're all similar in the way what they're doing physiologically in the body. Now, there is Wim Hof breath. I call mine active breath work. I learned with a guy. Uh, what I teach is what I learned from a guy called David Elliott in the US. And he doesn't have a name for it. He's I don't know. It's just breathing. <laughs> so it's a two part inhale and one part exhale. So in transformational breath work, we do our whole body, our whole torso, and then we exhale. And in, in the active breath work I teach, it's a two part inhale. So it's very similar, it's just slightly different mechanics. Now, Wim Hof will be a little bit different as well in how it's done. It's, or I think it does through the nose. So there are all these different types of breathing. Now, again, we could keep going into holotropic breath work. That's more an extended. It's done over a weekend. It's quite intense. It's very specific for trauma release. And then there's a whole other host of other ones like shamanic breath work. There's loads of them. But if you look at them, they're all slight variations on each other. And the thing about this is like when yoga started becoming popular, there's so many different types of yoga. There's Bikram yoga, there's the Ashtanga, there's Yin, there's all these different types of yoga. So just pick one that you like. And the thing is, what I did when I started getting into it, I just tried some different ones. I was like, go to this. And then when I found the one, I'm like, ooh, this is, I started off with transformational breath work. I still love it. But from a teaching perspective, I really resonated with the teacher. And I think that's important too, because even when we go into the research and we can talk about the research about some different types of breath work and which ones be, are come out on top, like slightly better than other ones. However, it all comes down to which one you're more comfortable with and the teacher doing it with. Like, it's really important that you resonate with who's teaching the class. Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel safe? Because it can, it's like a lot can happen during these classes. Yes. So, I would encourage people to explore them, but when it comes down to the mechanics and the physiology of the body, what's actually happening is we are breathing in more than we're breathing out. That's number one. That's active breath work. We're breathing in longer than we exhale. So that's what's activating the nervous. That's what's activating the body. The body starts getting energetic. All of them do that. All of them mm -hmm. breathe in longer than the exhale. There's, they're all some kind of cyclical motion to it so it's not just breathing in and then taking a break and breathing and taking a break it's breathing in exhaling breathing in exhaling we continue mm -hmm. this kind of rhythm some of them really focus on the cyclical nature others don't as much but it's still a rhythm to the breath and we need to be doing this the active breath work to get the real effects in terms of emotional release you want to be doing it for at least 20 25 minutes now if you do the same practice for 10 minutes you're going to feel focused you're going to your mind's going to feel clear it's going to be really helpful to do that but you probably won't get the emotional release and the psychedelic experience unless you do it a little longer so it can be used in different ways so my recommendation people is just get out there and try ones try what feels good to you Yes, especially just one thing I wanted to add on this 
is your own preference in terms as well music and coaching mm. style because each coach has a different style on how much yeah. they guide the experience or how much they just let you do the breath the, the technique mm -hmm. and also the music some people like more mm -hmm. instrumental music some people like more lyrics music and uh, it's yeah. very personal but at the same time is also understanding that the breath is the healer the breath mm -hmm. gives the breakthrough and then it will show people what they need to see and maybe this involve triggering some emotions that we need to mm -hmm. I think sometimes as you said when we talk about stress and anxiety we have this tendency of avoiding it and when you go and do a breathwork session you go into the root cause of what is really causing your stress and anxiety rather than just getting caught up in the symptoms in the surface because oftentimes our mind jumps in to decide what it is so for example someone recently came into a breathwork session saying Oh, I just really want to release this anger. I've been feeling really angry recently. I just want to come in and do some breath work and get rid of this anger. And it was only at the end of the session. She's, wow, I had this really big insight. I'm not angry. What's under the anger is fear. Like she was doing a big move. There was a lot going on in her life. She was fearful. She realized the anger was just sitting and masking something else. So the mind has decided this is anger but actually it was something else. And another quick story was another friend of mine who is also a breathwork coach. When she first started doing breathwork, she hated it. Like she went and she did it and she was like, I hate that. I hate the teacher. Like she was just so frustrating, everything she said. And it took her a while to realize actually it wasn't the teacher. Yes, she was being triggered, but it was her own anger. Her own frustration was coming up and she was just, it's the teacher, it's the breathwork, it's, the, it's all these things that actually, Oftentimes, what's really interesting is when people come to breathwork, they often think I'm just going to come to breathwork and feel calm and relaxed. And you will by the end of the class. But the middle bit of the class, you will probably feel angry, you'll feel frustrated, you'll feel just everything will come up. So it's even though, yes, we want to get to relaxation and calm by the end of it, there will be a moment during it where you're going to feel really uncomfortable because breathwork shows us what we're not seeing, which mm -hmm. is tension and stress and overwhelm and all these things. We almost need to see it to release it. I don't even really the term releasing anymore. I'm starting to see it's more about integrating. It's welcoming it. It's learning about ourselves. So once we realize what's there, it often just dissipates. But often we come in going, I just want to get rid of my anger. I want to get rid of this and rid of that. But it's actually a lot of it is just about understanding ourselves and go, oh, wow, that frustration or that anger or that anxiety is there because when I was a kid, I was really overwhelmed and afraid and it's just still there. And can we bring a little compassion to it? Because the more we push it away and fight it and try and find things to change ourselves, the more resistance we bring in and actually the harder it is to let go of it. And breathwork really teaches that too, is acceptance of what's here. Like coming into breathwork, breathing, realizing we're feeling frustrated or sad and just allowing that to be there. And if we allow it to be there, it often just disappears once we yes. bring some level of acceptance. Yes, interesting you said that you don't like using the word releasing anymore. What I realized when I was teaching is that people create this expectation, right? <laughs> I'm here to release everything. And I think there is this expectation a lot of times 
that yes, I'm gonna get rid yeah. of all this. No, it's not things that you built up over so many years. Sometimes mm -hmm. even generational traumas that we carry. Mm. We need to just yeah, set expectations and release control. Exactly. And I think if you've been on this journey for a while of self-discovery, you initially come in with this, yeah, I just got to fix this and fix this. And I get on, get on with my life. And the further you go in, the more you realize how much stuff there is. And actually yeah. you just get comfortable in the mess a little bit. Be like, yeah, it's, life's just messy. And I think a lot of, for me, is the acceptance of that. Whereas I never mm -hmm. wanted to accept, I always wanted my life to be perfect. And when I started to accept that life is messy and I'm messy and I'm not this perfect human I really wanted to be, we just soften and then things just flow and we trust ourselves a little more. And I think a lot of it, a lot of issues I see when people come into breathwork oftentimes boils down to not trusting ourselves. We mm. don't trust ourselves. We want to change ourselves. We want to be better. We want to be just don't want to be who we are. But actually in the breathwork, a lot of times what happens is we start to see ourselves for who we are and sometimes that's sad and sometimes it's unexpected and sometimes it's not what we want to see but there's a self-healing in that of finally coming home to who we are and then when we can be comfortable in who we are and own who we are oh there's so yes. much freedom in that than trying to be this other perfect person and then we can really start to live Yes, I think this is what breathwork teaches us, right? You, once you do these active techniques, you get completely present. There mm -hmm. is this point in the yes. session where nothing else matters and you're just there. Yeah, that's it. That is worth anything. If nothing else, if you can just yes. quieten that busy mind for 20 minutes, that is so worth it. Yes, but absolutely. There are many techniques, as we said, but there, is, there are also growing research around mm -hmm. breathwork on how effective it can be for all these different things, but now especially stress and anxiety. So I just wanted yeah. to know if you have some evidence to share just so people can really understand how powerful this is and that science is backing this up. Yeah, absolutely. When I first started doing breath work and then went to go find all this amazing research that's out there on it to support what I just experienced, I was really shocked to find not a lot, but that was about six years ago. It's snowballing now, the research that's coming out, which is so exciting. When you go to look for breathwork research online, a lot of what is actually, it's the same about that terminology problem. It's all of slow deep breathing. So you'll see a lot of active breathwork teachers going, look at this new research on breathwork, but actually it's nothing to do with active breathwork. It's slow breathing. So there is a lot more research coming out on active breathwork, but the majority of it has been on slow breathing up, up until a few years ago. There was just some studies, but it's getting much, much bigger, much better. The slow breathing research, why I recommend it so much is there is so much research to say if you do at least five minutes a day, minimum five minutes. But even they did a research study recently in Stanford on slow breathing, actually they're a little active as well, but they showed that any of the breathing practices for five minutes a day, any of them, all decreased anxiety and increased mood. All of them over four weeks, four weeks <laughs> doing five minutes a day. So that was it. You will significantly decrease your anxiety and increase your mood. It doesn't matter which one. And what they showed was 
all of the breathing practice, they took four breathing practices and they compared it to mindfulness meditation and they all did better on mood and anxiety than just mindfulness meditation by itself. So do some kind of breathing practice for five minutes a day. And there is a lot of research to suggest you don't have to be sitting on your meditation cushion. You can, I do my slow breathing in the evening while I'm reading a book before I go to sleep. You don't have to be doing anything. Some people go, oh, I'd love to do that, but I don't have time. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in front of the TV. And I tell people that even if that's the only time you have five minutes when you're watching TV, do your slow breathing, six, count to six in, count to six out, do for five minutes. So that's all I'll say on slow breathing because we want to jump into the active breath, but it is really, really great research. Active breath work. What's nice in the slow breathing research is they have these review studies where they look at a hundred research studies and they take out what's common to them. So the research is very, not that it's well researched, there's a lot and there's a lot of reviews that be able to amalgamate what the research is. There's not that in active breath work yet because there's not enough studies. However, I will just run through a few studies that are really interesting and keep showing us that things are looking really good in the direction of active breath work. So there's a research center in Brisbane and they are a team of psychiatrists and they were doing active breath work with, and I'm going to just bundle active breath work. It doesn't matter exactly what technique, like I said, they all do the same thing physiologically. So it almost doesn't matter which one it is because they all might be just slightly different, but they're all doing mm-hmm. the same thing. They were looking at doing one-on-one breath work practice with people who had either depression or anxiety, both that they were looking at, they would do 10 sessions oh, once a week, once a week, 10 sessions, people in the depression group had significantly reduced depression symptoms and overall psychological distress. And not that it was just lowered, it was lowered to normal levels, like someone who didn't have depression. Mm-hmm. Equally with the anxiety group after once a week for 10 sessions, again, I think there was like it, both of these around 70% reduction in psychological distress, again, to normal limits. Now, this is just one study. One study doesn't mean this is going to absolutely work for everybody but it's really interesting that it came right down to absolute normal levels there's a really cool ucla study that looks at students and who were doing active breath work versus students who were not and mm-hmm. they found that the people doing active breath work showed an increase in being more comfortable in stressful situations so this is all mm-hmm. self-reported but they monitored them over a number of weeks they found that there's a decrease in the number of times that they felt triggered during a stressful event. So a lot of it was exams and social things that they reported not being as triggered physically, like feeling that physical stress was mm-hmm. lowered after doing breath work for a number of weeks. Wow. Then there's a Yale study. We can keep going. There's a hundred of them, but I'll just pick to these three top ones because they're more recent and quite interesting where they again it was undergrads and they divided them into three groups one was an active breathwork group for eight weeks so again once a week for eight weeks emotional intelligence course and a mindfulness based program the active breathwork came out that had the biggest impact i had them written down here because i forget they showed the greatest impact on six outcomes depression scores stress scores mindfulness in general being more mindful like the breathwork group people were more felt more mindful and more present than the people who were doing the mindfulness course but, <laughs> and also a positive effect which just means experiencing your positive emotions more 
And lastly, which I love this one, increase in feeling socially connected. So just feeling more connected to other people. So nothing had changed in their lives, except they started to feel more connected to the people in their lives, Absolutely. which is lo so lovely. So that came on, out on top of those three interventions was the active breath yes. work again. So again, like this is all just studies that are happening independently. They need to be brought together. Then one study does not mean a fact, but everything is really moving in the right direction and changing our physiology with our breath is mm -hmm. really important in terms of yes i'm a big fan of meditation i still meditate i really enjoy meditating but the act of doing this breathing practice is changing the physiology in our body on top of feeling peaceful as well so it's got really great health benefits just add some breathing to your meditation yes <laughs> and i find it interesting just from if i can add it to what you just said from my own experience is that breathwork has this power to get you away from your loop from this repetitive patterns because mm. then you get a bit out of your brain to get into the yeah. transient hyperfrontality i guess it's just this mm idea of shutting off your analytical mind your noisy yeah. mind and then you get more into your body so it's a bit mm -hmm. less rational i can see how the evidence on this studies show yeah show and that's the big thing about people it. might yeah. find this belief through the breath work i think this is one of the biggest yeah it's one of the biggest parts of breath work is quietening our mind like we're just a little out of balance as a society, I think, in terms of I'm a neuroscientist. I love my brain. It works great. It's just up here. It's always working. Whereas my intuition and my body, like the wisdom of my body is important, but it's down here. So breathwork for me helps balance this. So it brings the mind down so we can connect to our body, our intuition, which we have lost a lot in our society. So we just, and if we do like a breathwork practice more regularly, this becomes a little bit more balanced. We're connected to our intuition. We're connected to the feeling in our body when we know something is right for us versus that analytical mind, which is really helpful. We don't want to lose that, but it just needs to be more in balance as opposed to one up here and one kind of way down here. Absolutely. These ideas of the breathwork as a medicine. Yes. As it, it balances out in a very natural way yeah yeah exactly going back into anxiety and stress from your experience what type of conditions can benefit from breath work of course everybody can benefit from breath work but are there any specific conditions that you would say Oh yeah, you're right. Breathwork is really beneficial to everybody, but not everyone wants to do breathwork because not a lot of people don't want to experience big emotions. They're not ready for that. And I think that's important to acknowledge. Are you ready for this? Do you want to do this? There's some kind of balance. You can do a slow breathing for a while before you want to do it. One thing that's quite interesting in a study that came out recently was breathwork for people, cancer patients having chemotherapy. Now, I'm not absolutely not saying that breathwork is going to cure cancer. It doesn't, but breathwork for people going through chemotherapy. So what they did was they studied, they had people going through chemotherapy, do breathwork and a group who didn't do any breathwork and they compared them. Now the people who were doing breathwork through their chemotherapy had improved sleep 
improvements in their or lowered anxiety improvements in their anxiety and generally improvements in their quality of life particularly to their mental health now the other group actually experienced worsening of those symptoms so if you think about any situation where you're going to feel more stressed like grief is so stressful going through a big turmoil in your life is so stressful and then there are conditions in terms of I used to have chronic back problems, chronic back pain that I don't have anymore because I released a lot of the fear that I was carrying and not knowing how to say no and all the have to's and shoulds I do in life. That was released some through breathwork and and through ayahuasca, which is a whole other story. But um, that was really, I, I don't have any, that chronic back problem is gone. I get eczema, all right? So the other day, I noticed just a little bit of eczema coming up on my hand and I'm like, oh, am I a little stressed? Which is interesting because sometimes I know my eczema comes up just because I've been eating crappy food. And then other times it comes up because I'm feeling a little stressed. So I see it. And instead of now being like, oh God, I got eczema. I got to go find my steroid creams. I'll be like, oh, this is interesting. What is this trying to tell me? And that's what's really shifted a lot. If I get a cold now, I'm like, hang on a second, what's this telling me as opposed to, like, oh no, I'm sick again. Can we, our body's trying to communicate with us all the time. And it's yeah, not to say just because I do breath work, nothing bad ever happens to me or I don't get sick. I do, all these things happen, but there are little warnings or triggers for me telling me I'm on the right, wrong path. Oftentimes I used to think it was because I'm doing too much, but I don't think that's true a lot of the time because I do mm -hmm. some breath work and I ask myself what's going on. And it could be just a case of, it's not that I'm doing too much. It's just, I'm doing the wrong things or I'm focusing on the wrong things or the things, my old stress patterns are starting to emerge again. Why is that happening? So I now use these physical conditions to help guide me a little bit. So my eczema yes. that pops up on my finger, I go, tell me, what, what are you trying to tell me? And I'll do a little breath work to help me connect again with my body to be able to understand that breath work is going to be helpful for anxiety and stress related conditions, regardless of what they are. If you're going through stress or you feel like your physical manifestations of what's happening may be stress related, not saying they all are, but a lot of them can be breath work was just going to help us figure out how to support ourselves a little more in that and just balancing an unregulated nervous system when we're like being sick is stressful being chronically mm -hmm. sick, sick is really stressful so on top of the sickness you have you've got this stress because of the sickness so at least let's treat that so yeah do some breath work <laughs> yes no i you touched on a very interesting point because many times stress and anxiety comes in different forms so not everyone would label the symptoms or what they have as stress and anxiety as you said yeah. i i have a rash here i have something eczema mm -hmm. or i have this skin condition or maybe this stomach ache or any sort yeah. of discomfort gut health all these are so related and then they will look for solutions to mask the symptoms to treat the symptom yeah. and not the root cause and i love how you said mm -hmm. that okay what is this telling me what is this eczema trying to tell me and mm -hmm. then you use breath work mm -hmm. to guide you through the root cause and then say okay how can i mm -hmm. become aware of what is causing this mm -hmm. and then use your yeah. breath as your guide so it's very 
in a way mindfulness at the same time is breath work yeah, with mindfulness to really become more intentional about this practice exactly exactly and i think it's important to say that some people experience anxiety and stress very mentally or they feel it and they know they're in anxiety i am someone who will feel it physically before i feel it in my mind so yes my mind may be a little on overdrive in my race but i will get the i'll get sick i'll get the eczema i'll get things like that happen so my stress manifests through my body before i will feel it in my mind and other people are the opposite that every time stress or anxiety comes they feel the overwhelm they feel the panic so it is really helpful to know how you process anxiety and stress and are you feeling it in your body before you realize you're stressed because like i said i have to use these little markers to help myself before it goes too far because when it goes too far and I'm up all night or I'm anxious, then it's harder to backtrack for me. Yeah, it can be really helpful in, in, in these regards. And also to say that, yeah, look, if my eczema came up tomorrow and it was all over my face and all over my body and everywhere, not just on my little finger, I will go and get the creams. I will go and get the things to help. It's a balance of not just, like you say, masking something. I think there's a balance in how we use medicine and but if there's a root cause can we also go down that route and look at that because otherwise it's going to keep coming back and coming back worse and maybe it will be all over my body and my face i don't if i let it go too far without stopping and allowing myself to look at the root cause and i think that can be scary for people sometimes is i'm not ready to look at my past i'm not ready to look at this emotion i'm carrying but what i say to that often is yeah you might not be ready but it's there it's there it's in your body so you could choose to look at it or you can choose to just keep ignoring it it's still that you're not it's not going away so just choose when you're ready to look at it because they generally don't disappear they generally tend to get bigger the longer we leave them and absolutely we are not uh, trying to deny the importance of a traditional conventional scene and all the research on on, on that side mm-hmm. but it's just uh, how we can complement as you said if something happens of course yes. you're going to seek for professional advice but it's also using these different tools and these different techniques to see new ways new things new perspectives mm-hmm. and and work together as a complement yeah If you think about my back problems, like I broke my back twice when I was younger for very emotional reasons. I now know. That's very emotional. But if, yeah, it was avoidance, it was emotional, it was all sorts of things. Now, if I never looked at the root cause of that, like it was getting really bad where I would go to get up and I'd be like, (gasps) like spasms would happen. I would end up in hospital. I'd end up like this was like the only course for this was like downhill. Like I would be in a very different position now if I didn't have to. And of course, I went to the hospital. I took everything they gave me. I was always on anti-inflammatories, which is just not good for you long term. So the fact that now isn't part of my life just blows me away that that trajectory could have been very different for me. And as to say, there's always going to be other conditions that aren't just going to disappear because you do breath work. But mm-hmm. if we can look at, and sometimes I'd have conversations with people and they know what things are really affecting them with stress and going, you know what? And for me in my back, 
every time I had a deadline, my back would get really tense. Every time I got stressed, every time I was in a situation that stressed me out, my back would start to seize. I, I could tell it was stress related. I just didn't know what to do about it until I started being able to see the root cause through doing breathwork and therapy. Therapy is really helpful for that. And the combination of those two things was wonderful. Yes, for sure. Because we are a lot of times, it's a somatic thing. We, what we are not seeing or not looking at the areas of our lives that we are trying to hide, they manifest in the body, trying to communicate and trying to show us something. Yeah. So it's nice when you become aware of this and then be willing to ask questions to your body. And then through this practice, yeah. you might be more open to listen and say, okay, exactly. yeah, something about this. Exactly. And breathwork really allows us to quieten that busy mind so we can see things from new perspectives. Because you could, I knew it was emotional. I knew it in my body, but I didn't know how or what because I couldn't see it. Because my mind was trying to constantly analyze what was going on. I was really open to what it could be. I just didn't know. When we quieten the busy mind, go into your body with the breath. What comes up was a lot of pain, a lot of have tos and shoulds and abandoning of myself for other people's needs or what I think other people want. A lot of it was people pleasing for me and being able to see that going, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. So it really is helpful to just be because it, it can be frustrating when we don't know what it is. So, yeah, the body has a lot of answers. Yes. OK, so from if we were to summarizing, if you were to summarizing five key benefits of breathwork practice how would you how would you describe what would be your top five there are many but your top five benefits of breathwork okay one is just a regular like scrubbing out of our stress like it doesn't always have to be mind-blowing and insightful if you do a regular breathwork practice you're just going to let go of the tension and the stress of the week you've had. Conversations, things like that. Just maintenance, stress maintenance in our body. Two is emotional integration or release. The emotions that we don't even know they're there, they could be there for many years. Breathwork, emotional release. I haven't found anything else that's as good for that. Please do that. <laughs> Nervous system regulation in general, if we can, if we're constantly living in fear, if we're constantly, and the thing is, we might not even realize we're living in fear. If our nervous system is out of balance, we tend to make decisions from a fear-based place. We tend to not push ourselves forward for things because we're coming from a dysregulated body. So if we can regulate our nervous system with an, a, a regular active breathwork practice, you're going to flourish more because you're coming from a calm place of being like, yeah, this is going to be so exciting as opposed to, I couldn't do that. That's too scary. We're, when we're in survival mode, we're in survival mode. There's nothing else we can do except day to day. So if we can start regulating that nervous system, our life will start to open up. Life will start feeling more exciting, more interesting, more free when our body feels a little bit more balanced. And that doesn't even have anything to do with emotional release. That's just about physically changing our nervous system. So we just feel a little more calm. 
Fourth <laughs> is quieting the busy mind. We need to give this mind a break. If you want to know, if you've never really meditated or never really got into meditation, because it's hard and it's hard to do something like that every day, one active breath recession will show you why people meditate because you're going to feel that calm the bliss that what presence and sometimes we i didn't even know what that meant years ago even when i used to meditate until mm -hmm. i did active breath work and you get to this place in active breath work that everything mm -hmm. is calm we're just present everything is wonderful we feel ecstatic and blissful like that's worth anything and lastly mm -hmm. i will say it's really trippy and fun and actually that feels really good so if you have a curiosity about taking psychedelics but you don't want to do that you're going to feel something very similar from Dean Breathwork and that's sure. really good. <laughs> yes, I can say from our experience, I also had the uh, plant medicine, different types. Uh, breathwork can be just as good. They are different, but they are very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Yes, absolutely. I used to be work at a ayahuasca center in Costa Rica. I haven't done it for years. But it was so interesting because people used to come out, they would do four nights of ayahuasca and three nights of breathwork. And many times people would come to the end of the week and go, oh my wow. God, the ayahuasca was interesting, but oh my God, that breathwork session, it just blew me open. I had all these insights and I was like just breathing. So yeah. that was always stuck with me because I had the same experience. I had some very interesting ayahuasca experiences, but I've only done breathwork for the last like four years and I mm -hmm. keep getting clarity, insights, emotional releases without having to ingest psychedelics, which are amazing, but I don't want to do psychedelics all the time. <laughs> exactly. And also because it's a lot deeper. If we talk about emotional release, I think breath work is still softer. It takes you on a more, mm. it, it's easier to control. You have more control than, yes. not to say that you don't have control when you are on plant medicine, but yes, much more I control had... for sure. I had a teacher who had a really good explanation for this. He said, taking ayahuasca is like going into a dark room and someone locking the door and you're stuck there in this scary room for many hours. Breathwork is you go into the same room, but the door is open and mm -hmm. you can come in and you can have a little look around and you can leave again. Exactly. <laughs> and you can go back in, have a look around and leave again. <laughs> you can always so, yeah. make it easier by slowing down your breath as well. And, uh... Exactly. And that's the thing. Sometimes breathwork can feel sound quite scary to people, but do know you can come to a breathwork class and just go really slow, not experience any of these crazy sensations. You can do it very slowly. You don't have to go fast. You don't have to go deep. And I actually encourage people, especially if you do have anxiety and you're worried about triggering your anxiety or panic, I encourage people to come along and either just go slowly or just through it through your nose. That's going to take the intensity right down. And then over a few times, once you're feeling a little comfortable, you may feel a little comfortable to go a little deeper. So I think it's important to take it at your own pace, especially when we are talking about anxiety. Amazing. Now, one last thing to wrap up is I want to give some practical tools or maybe a protocol for people to start with breath work. And I know, mm -hmm. as you mentioned at the beginning, there is this slow breathing that you would maybe do as a practice and then the active as something more once a week that can trigger mm -hmm. the emotional release. So maybe we can give a little, let's say, recommend a protocol 
for stress and anxiety, a little mixture of both techniques. Yeah, from the absolutely. Slow and the active. Yeah, and there, like I said, I think we talked about it at the start. Is yeah, you can do a long active breath work where you're going to have all this emotional release, but you can do short ones. Which active breath work is really good for alertness and focus. So if you have a lot of work to do and you're tired and you're lethargic and you don't really want to do it and you're like okay i've got to get myself you feel tired you can do a short active breath work that will really help that and just two things to say one is extended inhales is active breath work so having a longer inhale than exhale is going to activate the body it's going to it's going to create more energy in your body if you need to slow down, you're feeling really jittery, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're just mind is racing, you want to do extended exhales. So it's as really as simple as that. So something really simple is put your timer on on your phone for five minutes, breathe in for four seconds and breathe out for eight seconds and do that for five minutes to calm the nervous system, slow it down. Breathing in for four seconds, breathing out for eight seconds. Like I said, do it while you're reading a book, do it while the TV's on, it doesn't matter. Put some music on. Just do that for five minutes. Again, if you want to do the opposite, which is the extended inhale, what you could do is do the opposite. Breathing in for eight seconds and breathing out. I would almost not even count the exhale. So it could be. If I keep, I, I'm feeling a little lighter already. You're going to feel activity mm-hmm. in the body. You're going to feel energized. And also that's going to quieten your busy mind probably quicker than the other one. So just pick which one is helpful for you or try both and see how it feels in the body. Last thing I would recommend is one of those studies I mentioned earlier on where all of them were very the same. One stood, One type of breath practice came out on top when you're talking about in the moment stress relief so yes you can go book into an active breathwork class and go and do it and spend an hour but sometimes we just need to be calm now Um, so something called the physiological size is really helpful for that and that's where a lot of the research from ucla they were looking at the physiological sigh which is inhaling twice through the nose and then a long slow exhale out through the mouth or nose so it sounds like this And just continuing that for a few, like you could even do five of those. And that actually offloads carbon dioxide quicker than any of the other practices, which actually too much carbon dioxide in the body is contributes to stress in the body. A physiological sigh, just do it for five rounds, do it for five minutes if you can. It's hard to keep that practice going, but that's a really good one for in the moment stress relief. So there are just a couple of very easy tools that really summarizes all of breath work really beautiful the other two you mentioned are they to be done in the morning or in the evening just so with the slow breathing i will say do it at any time of the day but where you think you can do it so don't feel like you have to do it in the morning just because for it's better that you just do it every day like i said i do mine at nighttime because i know i can do that whereas my baby's going to be wide awake at 5 a.m. I'm not going to have five minutes to go breathe. Just find a time of the day you can be consistent. That's all that matters for slow breathing. With the active breath work, ideally earlier in the day, just because it's activating and energizing the body, 
But again, mm -hmm. some people love doing it in the evening and then going straight to sleep afterwards. So again, it doesn't, some people are just more susceptible to it. So try it. Some people can't do it at nighttime because they said they're going to be awake all night. So I'd rather you did it at any time than not do it because you don't think you should. But active breath work early in the day, slow breathing at nighttime if you wanted to optimize mm -hmm. it. And just from now you're saying about the active you mentioned about the active breath work technique. With this, people always ask, can I do it myself or does it need to be mm. in the class or how long should I do it if I want to do it by myself? So what are your recommendations mm -hmm. on that? Yeah, that's a tricky one because it is your own breath. So to be honest, as a breathwork coach, I just don't think we should be telling people they're not allowed to breathe. <laughs> However, I think it is important if you've never done it before to have a guide to feel a little more comfortable because it can be quite intense. So I think the first few times it's really helpful to do it with some, whether it's just an online class or with somebody, it can be helpful. If you're a little nervous, I would do that. Mm -hmm. Make sure you do it with someone. If you're nervous, make sure you do it with some, if you've a tendency towards anxiety or overwhelm, just do it, book in with someone, whether one-to-one -one or an online class or a local class, if there happens to be one. If you want to do it yourself, there's nothing stopping you. I would just, I would probably do it like a guided audio with someone you know who is a trained breathwork coach or as opposed to just lying down and doing it yourself because I've heard of people doing it themselves. <laughs> One guy told me he did it and he found some video on YouTube and did it and literally woke up an hour later and had no idea what happened and really scared him. So I do think it is helpful to do with someone if you've never, because you don't know how your body's going to react to it. The breathwork I teach is a kind of, I'm going to say a mild version of breathwork, but it's all quite, can be intense depending on who's doing it. But so my classes will be an hour class, we do the breathwork portion for about 25 or 30 minutes, and then we do like a relaxation for 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes after that. So that's how I do my classes. If you're doing holotropic breathwork, you're probably going to breathe for that for a couple of hours. So again, if you're going to do something like that, absolutely do it with someone. Just use your own discernment on that. If you want to do something like Wim Hof, that's an easier one because they're quite short. They're five or 10 minutes. You can do it just follow along to a video. It's 20 breaths in and things like that. Yeah, if you're a little nervous at all, please do it with someone. I did it with a teacher for the first like at least 10 because I was too afraid to do it by myself because yes. I was having quite intense experiences. So I'll just say that if you try it with someone first, if you like, obviously I do it by myself all the time now, I'm quite used to it. So sometimes it can be helpful to do it with someone until you're full comfortable and then go forth and do it yourself. Yes, beautiful. Katie. Katie, yeah. Thank you so much, Katie, for all your insights. Do you have any final message or anything that you'd like to add on this for us to wrap it up? Oh, I think we covered everything. I just think breathwork is just to be explored. If you're worried about it, if you're worried or stressed or worried about your anxiety, contact the teacher first. If you want to come to one of my classes, just reach out, send me a quick message saying, hey, I'm really nervous. And then the, the teacher will give you some guides so you don't have to have a really overwhelming experience first. You can get used to it. So if you're worried about it, just reach out. It doesn't have to be scary. It can be really lovely and relaxing. I just love people to try it and not be turned off because of all the kind of crazy emotional release that can happen. <laughs> exactly. Actually, you brought me to something I forgot to ask is if there are any contraindications 
Yes, there are quite a there are quite a few contraindications, and most of the contra contraindications are just because there's not enough research. Like we don't have a load of research on who should do it and who shouldn't. It's easy. It's better to say don't do it if you have certain conditions because we don't know how it's mm -hmm. affecting the brain and the body really. Early pregnancy, if you have a dead delicate pregnancy, if you have a heart condition, active breath work increases the heart rate. So if you have a heart condition or a very high blood pressure if you have kind of lung disease or lung problems and then a psychiatric diagnosis schizophrenia bipolar psychosis anything with a delicate brain chemistry again reach out to the person who's teaching the class lastly glaucoma sounds strange but detached retinas osteoporosis if you have severe osteoporosis or any recent surgery and the only reason for those three is that it's quite stressful in the body so we're like <gasps> so if you have stitches in if you've got worried about your bones it's just that what i would do in all of those situations is just reach out to the teacher first because if someone with any of those diagnoses come to me i will give them a slightly different practice to do so you can still come but I'll give you a milder version of that. But it's important to let the teacher know so they, they can help you so that you could still do some breath work without, without too much worry. Yes, perfect. Very powerful. Love yes. everything you shared. And I'm sure we could be spending hours here talking yes. about it. I'm super passionate myself. I've experienced these. And if Wellness Club is... Is it is what it is now. It is from the insights I had from a breathwork coaching, mm. breathwork session, and I know it's powerful. But not only. Also, I like to say one thing on that is that it's not just about the insights, but the strength, the and the clarity that I got mm. through this practice. Because then I knew exactly what I had to do on each day and find this. Yeah, this is just clarity to flow yeah. and to take actions. And this is what I have to do today. And it was a lot from breath work. And mm. so this is very dear and I can to my imagine, heart. Yeah. And the idea for your whole business coming from breath work. And as you continue to do breath work, you're going to be guided in the right directions for your business. Because a lot of times we have these big insights and then we go off on one tangent. But actually, if we keep coming back to the breath, keep coming back to listening to your body, you'll be guided into all sorts of wonderful things. Exactly. As this coming so back so to source is like this journey yes. in now to ourselves, but also yeah. this connection with who knows, I don't want to name it. Exactly. We name <laughs> each one, name it how, how it feels. Exactly. But yes, thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure thank to you have so much you. For having me. And thank you so much for listening to us. And feel free to reach out with ideas or topics. What are your thoughts on this as well? If you like it. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Thank you.